Beers with Daves. Hello, everybody. We have a special guest today, Sarah Purdy. Hi. Yeah, you got to talk. Oh, I don't know how this works. There you go. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm always fantastic. How does it feel like to be on a podcast studio? Um, it's amazing. It's really impressive, isn't it? I'm Way honored. more impressive than you thought it would be. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, she definitely that, said, said it was that. smaller. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> no one sees the mess on the other side of the camera. They just see a yeah. nice clean table with uh, with ciders. Exactly. That's you all com- you need. Are you coming in? Okay. Yeah. Yes. There. I'm sorry. Oh no. Alrighty. I didn't mean to be rude, but uh, yes. she said that I was not her favorite Dave, <laughs> and I'm pissed. Oh no. This is the oh, worst. Thank you it was very great much. great having you. Yes, absolutely. Stop by again. Take care. Bye. All right. I'm here. <laughs> yes. I'm... That, <laughs> that was, was funny. That was uh, super uh, super cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Our number one fan. Your number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So welcome to Beers with Dave. Yes. Uh, and you can uh, see us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Basically uh, anywhere you listen to anything except for this week because I'm, uh, I'm late. Oh, my God. Are you pregnant? Yeah. Oh, man, I've been waiting a long time, but I didn't think I was doing it right. No. Okay. <laughs> so what do we have today? You were. We have uh, Elderkins. It, it is a apple uh, orchard in the valley. Yes. I actually uh, know some of the Elderkins. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, we have their apple cider. Shout out to uh, Kevin. Yeah. We love you, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Do you call him Kev? I don't really talk to him much anymore. Okay. Actually. Hey, Kev. There's a whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I got this. It was in my car. It's quite warm out. Uh, it's Amanda uh, was uh, not. Sorry. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Your name's not Amanda. Is that your middle name? <laughs> my, no. Uh, Amanda's the one that got the ciders. Yes. But Dave was uh, quite, uh, what, angry? Like pissed? Like you seemed like it was an irrational reaction to warm drinks. It wasn't irrational at all. I yep. put a ton of time and effort into this, no, and you're you, like, here's some warm fucking cider. <laughs> you yelled, oh, my God, you threw your hands in the air. I did. That is true. All right. Yeah. So before I try to do this, is this twist? No, oh, we didn't even need this. Oh, okay. Oh. God. <sighs> it's it's it tastier when it comes out quick. Oh, God. That didn't sound good. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to put ice in it, so I don't know if that's going to help the audio just, or not. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to try to, like, capture all the bubbles. That are going to inevitably occur. So let's do this two-step process. Oh, mine didn't do that. Huh. Can you uh, throw some ice in oh, there? Oh, I think Sarah shook mine. Oh, you know what? She probably did. Oh, my God. Yeah, she, she hates me that much. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I did. didn't want to touch the ice just in case you're weird about germs. I'm not. Because when people are like, when they put ice in it, like they've handled the whole thing. Oh, really? They like, they cup it? Yeah, they cup it. They do a <laughs> okay. bunch of stuff. Okay. Okay. So uh, this is going to be one of those other episodes where because uh, Dave is disorganized and because I was upset over a warm cider that uh, we we have no topics. We have no topics. We should have asked Sarah when she was here. Oh, that would have been good. Maybe she's still here. Yeah. Oh, this is bad. What what do you think was going to happen? It's not a rocket ship. I honestly, I I don't know. (laughs) You thought it was a Mento going into like a Coke bottle. I don't know how long this ice has been in the freezer for, too. Can you put that over there? Okay. You're not going to finish the ice cubes? I'm not going to finish the ice cubes. No, I only need two. So, topics. So we're just going to uh, come up with some right now? Well, yeah, and uh, I know I've got like a topic repertoire thing. All right, pull it up. All right, I'm going to. For a silly one, I think we should do favorite outfits. 
Okay. Because I just want to hear what your answer is. Because not just like what, uh, what I wear. I want to hear your favorite outfit you wear. My favorite outfit I wear. Yeah. Is the outfit I don't have to think about my work. That's your outfit. favorite outfit. Oh uh, yeah, totally. But your 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 shoes change sometimes, and your socks get fancier. So what's your favorite no, they, outfit? They, then? they don't. Is it the pink socks? If anything, my socks are getting less fancy. I don't think that's true. When I met you, I think you were wearing black athletic socks. Yep. Have you tried the side reel? Um. Oh my god, he's on an email. He said he was going to open the subjects, and now he's just reading an email. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Well, for the people watching, uh, I'm going to try to distract everything while while Dave's doing this. Yeah, please. Um, this Monday was Labor Day. Okay. And uh, so it was a short week. Um, I hate holidays. Okay. Yeah. From a business perspective, I think they're annoying. What okay. do you think about Labor Day? Totally. Do you think Labor Day should exist? Um, like the final hurrah, long weekend of the summer. Uh. It's a little spring breaky. I despise long weekends. Yeah. Despise them. I think they're very, very inefficient. <laughs> I think there are so many better things that can be done. I did take a, like a mini vacation. So Tell everyone where you went. I uh, went to Cape Breton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Robin, uh, Dave's wife, planned this vacation. And uh, she can be quite uh, thrifty. And she likes to get a good deal. Yeah. Okay, so um, they stayed at a few different places as they went. So uh, yeah. okay, so let's just rank them. So the first place you went, I would I would say that uh, for what it was in the price, it was like a solid eight, eight and a half, nine out of ten. Okay, yeah. And where was that? That was in Port Hawkesbury. Okay, and then the second place. This is disgusting. Just so you know. Okay, you put your new Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. It's because it's old, warm. It's probably been sitting in the sun all day. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna like. Power puke later. <laughs> Just to, this if we is, ever wanted to know whether or not they were going to sponsor us. Oh no, no, I, I don't. Do you not like cider? Oh, I hate ciders. Okay, so well, that might be have something else. I think to that's do a part it. of it because I think this is a pretty average cider. Oh, okay, well, they're also not sponsors now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Port Oxbury, yeah, eight nine, eight and a half, nine out of ten. Okay, yeah. and where do you guys go after that? Uh, Sydney, Nova Scotia. Okay, and how was that place? Uh, useless. Oh. oh. No, like Sydney as a city? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's wrong with Sydney? Uh, well, it probably has a lot to do with COVID, but uh, just everything was closed. We tried to go do a bunch of museums and stuff like that. Pretty much all of them closed. Um, How do you not know about that ahead of time? So uh, all of them on Google were open. Okay. They just haven't changed it for COVID. Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. Um, so literally... Um, when you Port Hawkesbury to Sydney is, I think, like an hour and a half drive, but we went and did a bunch of stuff. What are you pointing at? You need to put the subjects on. Oh. You're going to pull it up, and then you got to an email, and then you did nothing. Oh, no, it's here. Okay. No, that's not it either. There we go. There it is. Anyway, um, and uh, yeah, anyway, so you stop and do a bunch of stuff. So we left in the morning at like, I think, nine-ish o'clock from Port Hawkesbury. We got in Sydney by three. We went and stopped and did like a... Highland Village and all this type of stuff. Um, and when we get to Sydney at three, we're like, okay, you know, get in the hotel and do all this type of stuff. And uh, yeah, just everything was closed. And we tried to do some of the stuff that we were going to do the Sunday um, and then realized, uh, well, <laughs> it's all closed. Yeah. So we didn't do anything uh, in Sydney. Yeah. 
Except for drive around aimlessly. And how was the hotel? Hotel was okay. They were supposed to serve breakfast, but because uh, of COVID, they weren't. We didn't know that ahead of time. So, <laughs> it was a sounds like a great trip. Yeah, so we didn't know that ahead of time. And like, I mean, when you're traveling with a kid, uh, those little things really make a difference, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was fine. Hotel was good though, uh, but the last night, yeah, the last night, I would. Is, rank, that, is that when the magic happened? Because <laughs> I know that's what you guys were going up there for. Yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> okay. No, 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 it, it didn't. We stayed in like some cottage thing. The beds, <laughs> what do you mean thing? Yeah, well, it was kind of like a like a like a touristy type cottage. Like it was literally on the main drag of the of the street, and it was just, anyway, it was just weird. Uh, it was uncomfortable. Uh, didn't have. Air conditioning. Not that I need air conditioning, but certainly is a nice luxury to have. Um, and we were only there for one thing, <laughs> which was to see Fort Lewisburg, which was uh, super cool. Uh, but again, that was half closed. Um, so yeah. But we did go see a wildlife park, and that was really fun. It would just describe the place a little bit more. What do you mean? Because uh, the visual that I got when you went to the hotel room, like the uh, like the blankets and the sheets, for instance. Yeah, yeah, like it looked like I was born in there. <laughs> like it looked like it came out of the nineties. Yeah, there was a whole placenta. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just there. <laughs> it, was, it was it was the placenta I was in. Yeah. Yes. Man. Yes. It's a, it's shocking that Robin was able to find it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so uh, from a hotel thing. So I never traveled as a kid. <laughs> This is a funny story. Yeah. yeah okay. um, so I just, I didn't travel. I didn't experience things. I don't know. So, and it's bad to say it out loud. I don't know what hotels cost. Sure. I have no idea. Sure. You do now. Yeah, I do now. <laughs> so I had to book a hotel. Yeah. Um, and Amanda was like, okay, uh, you book it. And I said, okay, sounds good. And I was like, I picked a place. She was like, yeah. I was like, I think I got a good deal. <laughs> it was $500 <laughs> yeah, yeah. for one night. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, that's outrageous. Yeah. Like you could stay in the nicest hotel in in most cities for five hundred bucks. It was in Toronto. Okay, but I um, it was like the, the most downtown, highest. Uh, but when you get in a hotel, but, but the problem the problem with a hotel, okay, um, I understand splurging for a hotel if you have an event at the hotel because you're going to be spending a lot of time in that hotel and like the amenities and all this type of stuff, right? Um, uh, uh. Most of the time, though, you're only in the hotel to sleep, <laughs> right? Yeah, you use the hotels wrong. But the um, the problem with oh, it's because you go there to sleep. Mm. All right, the innuendo doesn't work. Oh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> That's okay. I feel sorry for Robin. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. The <laughs> uh. um. <laughs> You, so you, you, when you go and you spend a lot of money for a room, yeah, like I could sleep in a closet, yeah. So, <laughs> like, I don't think I really. I'd like to put a side by side view of what my five hundred dollar hotel room is and a hundred fifty dollar hotel room. Yeah, well, there's a there's a big. I didn't have a kitchenette. I think there's a big. Well, yeah, but most of the, like the more expensive hotel rooms don't come with kitchenettes. Yeah, right? it was a it was a big bed. Yeah, a little desk, and then a, like a the big thing was like there's a soaking tub. Well, so what I find is there's kind of like three, I, I'd say even four levels of hotels that I've, that I've stayed at. There's like the ultra cheap, which is like, it looks like there's bed bugs in the beds and they, they say hi. And there's usually like two beds. Yeah, there's usually two beds. The bed yeah. bugs are like, hey, just what's going on? Just in case you have on? a friend. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, <laughs> or have multiple friends maybe. Um, and so that's, that's kind of okay there, right? Then you've got kind of like your your budget hotel-ish type things and 
more often than not, these places will have, you know, like a small little kitchenette, uh, you know, a buffet breakfast that's included, all this type of stuff. Um, then you've kind of got your, your business class uh, hotels, which are, which are much nicer. They don't come with kitchenettes. Breakfast might not be free. Breakfast definitely isn't free. I've never stayed in one that had a free breakfast. Um, but they have like, you know, conference rooms available. They've got the nice fancy restaurant where you can have the, 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 the room has like a desk and has a desk. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's like your, your much higher end, um, which, you know, might have a adjoining room, might have these crazy little things. Um, you're, you're normally still paying for breakfast. You're normally still paying for everything. Also, right? I was so close to the CN Tower that it glows okay. all night just shining a light at the window like it was like <laughs> like it was not good being that close to the cn tower it was hard to sleep yeah 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 it's um yeah i don't know i i i, I like traveling um i i like the amenities that like the business class hotels have because typically you know you don't have to worry about where to eat like you know you you try to go into these some of these like um, kind of budget hotels and you might be on these outskirts of the city where there isn't a restaurant close by. So you have to either like eat in pizza or, or, or like use the vending machine. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Splurging on a budget hotel is kind of fun. Sure. So I was at a work event and it was just a, yeah, it was a budget hotel. It came with a free breakfast. You like, yeah. it was, you, when you, when you go down downstairs, there's soccer teams, hockey teams. This is where to- people are going. Totally. So to get like the good suite there, wasn't that bad, but it was huge. Yeah, well, that's that's what happened when we went to the the, the travel lodge in Sydney. Um, for I think like an extra thirty dollars, we had an adjoining suite, so we were able to have our kids sleeping at their normal hours in one room, and then we were just in a totally other room, and yeah. we were able to talk and watch TV and like cook things and everything. And it was just a much better experience than everybody being cramped in the one room, right? So uh, let's talk about planes for a second. Yeah, sure. I'm not a worldly man. I haven't really been anywhere. Yeah, I went to Toronto. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up on my plane ticket. Uh, and then I thought <laughs> it's that, not worth it, man. <laughs> no, it was not, it not was, from here to Toronto. It was garbage. Yeah, yeah. No, but I didn't even get a different seat. Somehow, so I, I think it was Air Canada. <laughs> I spent money to get free alcohol. Yeah, so I spent money for it. I can just buy it. So it depends on the airline, and like I got on earlier, but that was. I yeah, didn't care about that. I don't. I don't know about the rest of Canada, but I know here pretty well. Intra Canada, it's basically WestJet and Air Canada. I haven't yeah. really seen anybody else anywhere locally do trips, but I'm sure there's porters, maybe or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, porters the other one. Yeah, uh, WestJet. If you're if you want to upgrade, is by far the better airline. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that I I paid money for priority going on and that like i do not care so (laughs) so uh what you do for everybody listening for especially business owners okay um is change your corporate card to a uh like a uh, a points card for whatever airline you fly on most um so for example my corporate card which is you know charges 90 percent of the expenses the business has um is an aeroplan point card um so just naturally, by spending the money I'm going to be spending anyway, uh, I get status. <laughs> so, and that's what David wants most in life, <laughs> is status. Well, you know what the worst part about it is? I'm telling you. It's, 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 it's t- I think that a lot of people, um, you don't know until you kind of experience some things how nice it is to have Okay, hold on. Things. Can we just pause? Yeah, yeah. I just want everyone to just get ready 
Um, Dave is going to be so relatable right now. Um, okay, continue. It's not going to be that unrelatable. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, little things like being able to board the plane first. <laughs> it's just an unnecessary like. I, it sounds obviously it's nice, but it's it's yeah, yeah. But here's the thing: for anybody that's traveled frequently, um, you know, you get into the plane, you're trying to find overhead bins to put your luggage, right? You, you're tripping over everybody, right? It's just it's an absolute nightmare. I don't have this problem you have. You're way more anal about this than me. Oh, I could stand in that line all day. I no, 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 no. I I can't. Right. So so getting on the plane first is 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 very very nice. Um, uh, lounge access is is very nice. So if you travel, that'd be, that'd be good. yeah, if you travel for it's not so like you know when I fly to Toronto, for example, from here to Toronto, using the lounge is stupid because in order to be able to use the lounge effectively, you have to show up ahead of time. Yeah. And if you show up just to go to the lounge, yeah, like priorities, right? Exactly, yeah. right. Um, although they do have free food, so maybe you use it as a, a meal, right? Who knows? Uh, free food, really? Yeah. I didn't no, know it's that. not like it's not like you're not eating burgers and stuff like that. But you know they'll have pastas out, the lasagnas and stuff like that. So you can definitely have a meal. I didn't know that. I had lounge access and I didn't go. Yeah. I thought it was a waste of time. No, you have booze and everything like that that you can access, and it it, it works out. Um, so you can just get hammered before you go on the plane. Yeah, totally. So you didn't even have to pay for that upgrade. <laughs> oh, that upgrade was so disappointing. <laughs> right. Um, so lounge access is really nice on long haul. So, for example, we had a conference in Vegas, and when we came back from Vegas, um, just because of the way my flights ended up getting booked and there was a delay in one, I ended up having, I think, like a 14-hour layover, right? Mm-hmm. I could not imagine doing that layover in just the regular area with, like, the stiff-ass chairs and stuff like that. Um, so having lounge access there was super, super nice, right? Um, I, I don't have – like, when I talk about status uh, – that's basically you have a pinky ring. Yeah. No, that's basically the extent of, of what I get. There's some people that travel all the time that, you know, they basically get upgraded to like business class all the time. I don't get that. Um, in fact, whenever I travel with Air Canada, which is the majority of the time because I do the aeroplan points, um, I don't upgrade because their upgrade costs are, are too expensive to get anything meaningful or it's a stupid upgrade like you experienced. WestJet um, is super good because uh, they but do. You get a different chair though. Well, they do plus seats, yeah. right? So I think it's like WestJet Plus. And I think depending on your trip, it's like 30 to 50 bucks. Like one time I flew to Toronto and back, and I think for an extra 25 maybe $30, I got a seat. Um, so there's the three seats. The seat in the middle was not there. And uh, I got like a snack for free. And I, I, just to be clear, sitting in your own seat without having somebody like right there, uh, right at the front of the plane, right before business class starts, totally worth it. Again, you're first on the plane, then you're first off the plane, almost first. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's good. I would have thought you sitting there was already a snack. But I'll, I'll tell you what I'm really excited about. So Aeroplan is just releasing their new um, their new Aeroplan point system, okay. and apparently now, because in the past, like <laughs> I only get two lounge accesses a year, and then I have to start paying for them, um, which depending on the trip can be worth how often, it. T- how often do you travel? Uh, it's like three, maybe. Yeah, three or four times right. a year, right? So it's not a, it's not a, it's not a ton. But when I do travel, it's like I'm always taking legs everywhere, right? So having lounge access can it, be nice. Is it because you're, is it because of points? Is that why you go over, or are you just doing it to be thrifty? Like multiple destinations? Yeah. Well, it's just because a lot of the stuff, like Toronto's the main place that I end up heading. Um, but going out west, are you, you going to like Banff and stuff? Yeah, yeah, right. So you always basically have to stop in Toronto, get on another plane if you're. Yeah. So it just it just depends. Um, but the aeroplan system is going to be new, and apparently you can earn more lounge access 
um, and you can start gifting things, right? Um, I can finish it if you hate it. No, no, it's good, man. I'm actually quite enjoying it now. Now that it's nice and cool and not a little warm, uh, it's pretty all right. I only ever travel like once a year. Yeah. So for me, I was just like, okay, I'm going to splurge. But now I know. I'm not going to splurge in hotels the same way because it's stupid. Well, so and, and this is the thing. I'd much rather get a free breakfast. There's nothing that makes me happier than going and eat a buffet. I well, don't, don't want to not. There's a big balance between where your venue is, where you're actually going, and where you're located, and then the value. Like with Toronto, I only ever go for the mortgage awards. Yes, and uh, the venue is very far away from downtown. Yeah. So. Yeah. How's that email? Good, great email. It's actually a Skype message, um, but. Uh, I like so. For example, I've had um, I've attended conferences where uh, the conference will be held in, like, say, the Marriott, uh, the Toronto Airport Marriott Hotel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, to get a room in the Marriott Hotel, it might be say two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks for the night. Let's say, right? Um, Marriotts are definitely known as like the business hotel. Uh, uh, two hotels down the street, literally less than a kilometer walk, uh, they have a sister chain and I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, you get a room for 140 bucks. Well, I know I'm not going to be eating breakfast at that place anyway. So I don't need to do like the mid tier where I'd get my little free breakfast. <laughs> right. So I just sleep at the, like the shitty hotel and then just walk. Yeah. Right. And it's just as easy. And even if I want to have a few drinks, it doesn't really matter. I'm walking less than a kilometer. Yeah. You can right? work off some of that beer. Oh yeah. 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 So anyway, so traveling is, is, you can do it very expensive or you can do it kind of mid-tier. Um, I don't think there's any way to really travel on a super, super, super budget, though. Because things are expensive, man. You think even 100 bucks a night ends up freaking adding up, and that's not included food. Yeah, maybe if you were, I don't know, had a little shagging wagon. A shagging wagon. Yeah. Okay. Like a little, uh, you know, there's little vans you can live in. Yeah, but you got to drive. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Okay, drive right when COVID happened. I gotta Cash go. So cheap. Uh, I gotta go to. Uh, <laughs> hey, Robin, I got a conference uh, to attend to. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, it starts on Tuesday. I'll see you later. And it's freaking Wednesday the week before. <laughs> it just wouldn't work, right? Okay, now. I'm not talking about the efficiency. I'm t- okay. <laughs> you just said like whatever. You're right. You're right. You got me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, long story short, Train. for anybody that travels, um, even uh, even a few times a year, more than twice, three times a year probably worthwhile getting a points card yeah i should get one too for my business expenses 100 honestly if you're not if you're not if you're running them through a credit card already which most people are um and you don't already have some sort of point associated with it why not right you just you just rack up points yeah because i never use the points for travel yeah but i got that's where i got my table saw yeah no exactly yeah. right yeah totally and um i've like and we've talked about this on a on another podcast. I don't really travel for pleasure all that much, right? Um, but because of COVID, my points just continually rack up. Um, I'm pretty sure I could like fly to Europe for free. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We can take beers with Dave's to Europe. <laughs> beers with Dave's. To Sorry, Europe. Robin. Robin, you already went to Ireland. <laughs> Dave and I are going to Italy. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Like, when are we doing? Uh, we can leave tomorrow. Okay. I'm packed. <laughs> I don't know how that goes for COVID. No. Are we going to be isolated? I don't think you have to in Italy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what do we got for talking points? So Dave and I are going on a trip. Okay. Uh, it would be so funny uh, for our uh, our podcast that no one ever uh, watches if we do a big remote. 
<laughs> like an off-site? Yeah, like a big one. <laughs> like they're like, why? Like this cost them probably ten grand. And we're like, all right, beers with Dave's is on the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know that's uh, when you know all of our lives are burning. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So what what else do we have for subjects? Okay. So here's a couple that we can talk about. No particular order, and I don't necessarily know if it if it makes sense. I'm just gonna list them all, and then we can pick some uh, best books we've ever read. Uh, who we are. Who are we? Um, raising kids, schooling system, what we think about that, uh, the life triangle, health, wealth, and family, and uh, uh, have mowing the lawn is the worst. <laughs> okay, start with mowing the lawn. Okay, yeah, I hate mowing the lawn. Okay. Despise it. Your lawn's not that bad. I understand that. All right. I but when you say, it. like, comparably, yep. um, like, how long would it take you to mow it? I don't know, say a half hour. Just because yeah. it's a little awkward, right? Okay. Yep. All right. So you would rather pay someone to do that half hour labor? It's, uh, it's, you know what? It's not about paying someone to do the half hour labor. It's when the labor has to occur. Right. Um, so, and, and during COVID, it's, it's a little bit of an exception, right? Because I mean, you can even attest to this. I would normally have say easily two, if not three weekends out of each week would be work events. Right. Um, yeah, it's really, really changed. Yeah, it did. It did change quite a bit. Um, evenings, there would usually always be something every week. Um, that would happen. And so just finding time that didn't eat into the other time that was valuable was, was quite tough, right? Would Robin mow the lawn? No. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't really think I, I, I wouldn't really feel good saying and asking her to do it. Cause I mean, she's got enough on our plate, right? Um, but, uh, yeah. 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 As far as, uh, mowing the lawn, uh, my household, uh, pays someone to mow the lawn. Uh, and it was it, it was exactly what you're saying. The amount of time um, my lawn took about an hour and a half to do. It's steep. It's kind of hellish. Yeah, um, yours is crazy though. And I, I I could I could accomplish things work wise in that time frame. But it also comes down to what makes you happy. Um, Dave and I are in a little bit of an odd situation where we're business owners, but uh, our I don't know if you agree with this, but our jobs are more unit based than it is time based. Like my dad's a, a lawyer. Sure. My dad charges from an hourly basis. So if he doesn't work a full day, he doesn't get paid a full day. Yeah. Um, with ours, if we could manage our whole day sales in two hours, um, you know, there's some management and stuff like that, but it's a little, it's I, a little I, bit more unit based. I think that, um, so I think that, I might have a little bit more time intensity than you per file. I don't know if that's necessarily it's, true. It's, it's still unit based, though. It's still how many people get in and get signed up. Yeah, it's not the hours you put in that you're charged per hour. No, I definitely don't charge per hour. Yeah. Uh, but there's only so much volume that you can end up doing as one person, right? Um, yeah, well, that applies for me too. But the yeah, absolutely. But, but as far as um, the timing stuff goes, yeah. Uh, what you look at is kind of like what's worth your time. Um. And then you kind of compare what you could do if you keep working. But then but then you could never end that. Like you can keep looking at that and keep just saying, oh, I should be working, I should be working. Where do you draw the line? Um, okay, uh, I didn't listen to any of that. I have a fire that's happening right now. Okay. So repeat that. <laughs> um, so you're comparing what makes money. So if you're looking at your time as like an hourly wage, mm-hmm. it's very simple to come to the conclusion that you should work. Yes. Um, so where do you draw the line there? Cause in theory you can always do that. Yeah, this is, uh, and I think this depends on what people want in life. Um, 
what I want in life is to run a business um, where I manage primarily the strategic movement of the business, not that I'm necessarily in it nitty-gritty. Not that I don't enjoy the nitty-gritty. I, I love the planning component. I you love, say it every day. You go, I love the nitty-gritty. Yeah. <laughs> As I rub sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, let's be clear. Very fine sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. Extremely fine Dave's sandpaper. Dave's hands are so smooth. Yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> I'm like rubbing my fingers. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so that that's a thing, right? So I believe wholeheartedly in putting as much effort in as reasonably possible to achieve what you want to achieve as quickly as possible so that you can do what you actually want to do for as long as possible. Right. Um, and so I think that's flawed a little bit. How so? Because I don't think you will know when to stop. I I don't know if that's true because I think I have stopped significantly compared to what I would have done a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because like I, I rarely work past five now. Rarely, yeah. like that's that's super rare for me. But what do you want to do? Like, what is your ambition? To build a, a company, big company. No, you're, you're, you said to do the work so you can do what you want to do. Sure. So you're saying you want to do the work so you can do the work. Sorry, yeah. So to, so to clarify, the work that I want to focus on is the strategic work of the business. Okay. So when you're talking about that, if you're talking about like what do I want in terms of like a personal life, hey, man, I'd love to be able to just sit on a rooftop and freaking drink beers with you and not have to worry about anything and have money You, you say that, but you don't like hanging out with me in practice. This isn't true. Yeah, no. I'll be like, hey, Dave, you want to hang out? And you're like, eh, schedule's pretty full. And then you, you, is, you just keep sending me the same screenshot of your calendar. <laughs> it's the same one. This is uh, not how this went. This is, uh, hey, uh, do you want to come to my house uh, eight hours away? <laughs> <laughs> so Okay, so I'm just going to do a little thing. So um, I like to have events, and I take it very personally when people don't come to my events. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. It's less about the person and more about the effort I put into an event. Uh, yeah, I know. Everything is spotless. There's activities. There's good food. There's music. Sure. The event is hopping. Yeah. Okay. And when 20 people don't show up, which is for some reason my benchmark, I just go, okay, let's cancel it. Okay. Whole thing's off, which I've done before. Uh, I did it probably like three or four years ago. I think there was a Halloween party or a Christmas party or something. Mm-hmm. And then people were not RSVPing on Facebook. I reacted poorly to it. Uh-huh. And I canceled the event. Okay. And then people reacted poorly to that. Because they were like, what happened? I was going to go. And I was like, well, you should have RSVP'd. But anyways, I'm going on a rant. I'm, I'm actually telling people a negative quality about me. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's quite intense. So then Dave didn't go. Okay. Uh, and then. Uh, but I think at this point, like the time I didn't go, I don't think you realized how well I uh, handle peer pressure. What do you mean? Uh uh, I think you peer pressure people into attending your events. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, who has good attendance now, bud? If I if I try, you you show up. Do I though? Yeah. 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 Okay. I just I, uh, with you specifically, I don't put the same effort in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I just know I know what you want and what makes you happy, and I only care a few times. Okay. Yeah. Um, but not everyone gets away as scot free as you do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh um yeah told dave he was the worst friend yeah uh him and robin reacted very poorly to that yeah yeah you guys got mad you guys came into my office and gave me like a whole talking to and you're like we're not the worst friend yeah because i think we're pretty damn fucking good friends yeah i know but you gotta realize something <laughs> you take things so easily yeah 
And then I call you the worst friend. And, and <laughs> I man, lose my mind. <laughs> man, did you lose your mind. It was the first time I saw like the Dave Tempe. Yeah. So anyway, you're not the worst friend. You're Thanks. the best. Thanks, buddy. And uh, you've, you've had better attendance since then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. All right. I got another story. Okay. Which right. other story? What are we talking about? What's the story? You coming over. Okay. So I made a big deal about Amanda's uh, roast dinners. Yes. And I talked up a lot, and Dave's like, I like roast dinner. And I was like, well, you can come over. You can eat this roast dinner. Okay. <laughs> uh, the only issue is I've never bought the roast myself. I love roast, man. Yeah. So, so good. man, I was like, you got to pick up a roast. And I was like, all right, I'll pick up a roast. And I picked up a roast that was meant for like two people. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and Amanda was used to cooking a bigger roast, so this one actually got kind of dry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was still tasty, but it wasn't the level of roast standards that I experienced. Sure. Uh, and so you guys came over. Yeah. Uh, you ate it. I feel like you left after 30 minutes. It was a quite a long drive. Did we leave after 30 minutes though? Yeah. I think so. Was Robin pregnant at the time? No. It was one of the day I got my tattoo. Oh, I know. I was late coming to the house. And I didn't know this now about you, but knowing now, you waiting at my house until I come back, you would have lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I honestly, I don't know what it is about being um, late that just drives me so bonkers. Yeah. Cause like if I'm, if I'm going to be late, like I'm calling somebody, I'm texting somebody, I'm fucking freaking out, man. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I can't handle it. But I just think it's such a like fucking disrespectful thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about that specific event, but well, that that one I don't remember enough because I'm assuming, knowing me, I would have given some type of heads up. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: is like it's it's a difference between oh, hey, yeah, come over supper between five thirty and six, and knowing this motherfucker, I'm there at like five fifteen, right? Yeah, and then leaving it uh, right uh, after supper time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said for supper, you didn't say for like a whole supper, evening. Supper and a half. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just can't, I just can't handle tardiness. Drives me nuts. Yeah. Nothing, nothing worse that I just like. Yeah. yeah. Is that actually your least favorite thing mm-hmm. in the world, tardiness? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't I even know so. what mine is. Really? Yeah. I hate, uh, um, this is a hard way to describe this. In my mind, unearned arrogance. I think it's my least favorite thing in the world. So, like, and I, and it's a hard bar. So somebody starts a company from the be- up, uh, beginning up, and they're kind of arrogant versus someone that inherits it and they're arrogant. I really don't like this person. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I have a hard time with them. I I, I know what you mean. I uh, I think that we are both uh, fairly humble when it comes to to business endeavors and and what we've done and who we're willing to talk to and all this type of stuff. I mean, we both encountered people that just aren't willing to even yeah, try you know, clients that they think don't make enough money. Yeah. Or, or, or like yeah. whatever it is. Right. And it's, it's just, just, it's, it's just, just rude. A, yeah. It's just a disservice. Right. Or, you know, um, you know, it's also a lack of foresight. Like you, so somebody with me, uh, I get paid uh, 10 times more. If I do a $300,000 mortgage versus a $30,000 mortgage. Yes. And depending on what people are, a thirty thousand dollar mortgage might sound impossible, but in Nova <laughs> Scotia, it's a very it's a reality. Yeah, uh, in some places in Nova Scotia, you can buy a house for thirty thousand dollars. Yes, okay. move here. Yeah, oh, people have. I've had plenty of clients that have sold their houses in like BC and Calgary. Yeah, and they just come here and they buy a house cash. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, they usually need renovations. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's interesting, though, like talking about this, right? Because, uh, you know, you go buy a $50,000 house and you put, you know, 200000 into it. And I'm, I'm saying two hundred grand, which here is like an astronomical reno budget. But if you just sold your house for a million bucks yeah. uh, out west, like two hundred, Yeah, you grand, could have everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. You could have the the toilet that, that sweeps you. Uh, like a, 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 was it a bidet? Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather had a bidet. But I had no toilet seat. So yeah, he he's had a squat. Okay. And um I never asked him this. It's mm-hmm. not really my business. Okay. But I don't think granddad was a very agile man at that age. Okay. I don't know. Maybe like, he just stood over it. Why do you have to squat? <laughs> just like spread. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well sorry. I didn't know how high that fountain went up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what were we talking before? I talked about my granddad and the bidet. You're talking about another story. You, you, me, tardiness. Oh, the things I dislike. The roast beef. Yeah. The things I dislike. Yeah. Uh, I, I, if you look at all of my friends and the people that I generally work with, we all have something in common. Yeah. We like self-depreciating humor. Yeah. Uh, no one... When you look at my friends, in the most part, no one is as hard on them as they are themselves. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and that's just a quality in people that I like. I, 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 I like when people don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, a, a po- on the opposite side of that is I, I, I like when people know what they're capable of. Um, so that's kind of a weird balancing act there. But just because I know that I'm capable of doing something doesn't mean that I need to go around thinking I'm the best thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, self depreciation humor goes a long way in business. It's it's such a it's such a fine line, right? I completely agree with you. I think that you have to be humble enough to realize that you're not uh, the most intelligent person in the room, but at the same time, I think somebody has to be cocky enough to think that they might be uh, the most intelligent person in the room, right? And and very very fine line. But like just to put that in an action, yep. Be cocky enough to say a statement. And be open enough to, uh, to be okay when your statement's wrong. Totally, I yeah. Mean, I think that's just the way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what you do. No? Okay. All right, why? Okay, no, I understand. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then you just you don't hold any resentment when you're wrong. You're learning. Totally. Yeah. Totally, totally, right? Uh, with, without a doubt. I got a question for you. So you go in, you meet with a client. Yep. Do you have an elevator pitch? No. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, ha- I, don't have a, I do not have an elevator pitch. I have a... Uh, uh, what I call the itinerary of a meeting, which is the same way I go through a meeting what, what every a ca- single What time. a casual, like, mic stand arm rest. I know, right? You're so cash. Yeah, it's pretty good. Man, I'm wearing, like, a collared shirt. Yeah. You're all cash over there? Yeah. Jeez, is that what the cider did? You finished the cider and you immediately leaned back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. They wrote a song about it called Lean Back. Yeah, how does it go? Lean back. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's more words to it. Nope, lean back. <laughs> and, <laughs> what was it talking about? Okay, yeah, elevator pitch. No, I don't. I have an itinerary of a meeting, and I go through a meeting in the exact same process every single time. Okay, so <clears throat> I was talking to somebody about elevator pitches, yeah. uh, and I was like, I talked about my kind of pitch when I first got into business was very much trying to highlight kind of things that I've done. So like, and when I started, I was a volunteer firefighter, so I thought people are going to want to hear that. And then I was a farmer. Okay, I have a farm. And then I was a father, uh, and there was little things that I thought that people cared about. Okay, uh, 
So when you're actually doing your elevator pitch and you're actually kind of describing yourself to people, um, I guess my question is, is that actually something that's making me trustworthy and relatable or is that something that is making me more off-putting to people? Yeah, I, uh, no, I think it makes you more relatable. Okay, 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 but I got another part of that. Okay. I am uh, generally good at uh, conversation. Okay. So I think I can say unrelatable <laughs> things in a good way. Okay. Uh, so I, I, okay, so that's what I'm just trying to figure out from an actual standpoint. Yeah. This podcast is just a big circle jerk, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's worse when the cameras go <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> All right, continue. Um, yeah, so you, you go to someone and, uh, like, for instance, I've had financial trouble. Mm-hmm. I was not always successful in business. Yeah, uh, I spent a lot of money trying to make money, and I and I and I and I failed a lot uh, because I didn't uh, double down the way you did, and then and, and really you just kind of had to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody comes in with money issues. Yeah. Do I act like the person that knows everything? Has never had a money issue in his life? Or am I the person that goes, yeah, no, I've been there. I still got a credit card balance from when I hired my first broker. Yeah. What What, what do you think is somebody that, what they want to hear? Well, I, I tell everybody that I was broke as a joke too. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Like, I, I live paycheck to paycheck, right? So when I help people with debt restructuring, no matter if they're the freaking the dentist that needs help or, or the person that only makes 600 bucks a month, they're all getting the same spiel. Well, that's the funny thing is because I think there's a misconception that people that make a lot of money have a lot of money. No, not at all. Um, and I, I, in, in most scenarios when I, I see a lot of finances, mm-hmm. it, it kind of doesn't matter how much money you make. Almost everyone has the same amount of money left over at the end of the month. Yeah, because we're, cause we're taught. And this is and like this is a big conversation, right? But this is I think that the entire world is um, against people. You know, we're taught, okay, you know, if you make this money, well, now you can have the boat you want. Okay, well, now that you have the boat, you need the insurance for the boat, you need the gas for the boat, you need the maintenance for the boat, you need the repairs for the boat. Okay, great, you know, got another pay raise. Okay, well, now you don't need just the boat, you need the bigger boat, and you need fucking this and that, and then the next thing you know, your your paycheck just starts to dwindle, right? Um, So. Yeah, no, I've experienced that personally. Hey, what's the, um, if you were... Everybody asks these questions, right? But if you were An animal, to be, what type of animal would I be? No, no I'd be a lion. Who asks you this? <laughs> I ask myself, I, Google Home. Yeah, Google Home. <laughs> hey, Google. <laughs> hey, Google, ask me a good question. Yeah, okay. So if you had somebody that would actually listen to a piece of financial advice that you give them, right, what advice would you give them? And they were young enough to, like, be able to action it. Mm, I think one piece of advice. Let's go two. Make it a little easier. Uh, and they're young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, wait uh, until you have the money. Okay. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess actually know how much money you have in an account. Okay. I think if you do those two things keep saying like cash flow but cash flow is the more of a thing that happens when you're kind of already yeah like absolutely. a cash flow is very important but cash flow comes up a lot when you spend too much money you got to pay attention to it yeah but when you're young and you just want to do some preliminary stuff uh you don't need it right away and uh you need should you should know how much money is in your bank account to a dollar totally i think i think if that from a young standpoint i think it can go a long way cool 
What, what do you What do you think? Um, I'm going to cheat a little. Uh, I'm going to say that I think that people should uh, treat themselves as a business. Uh, okay, okay. That, I know, that's, I know that's, that's hard that's, on the weight part. That's why I said that uh, I'm cheating okay. a little. Okay, yeah. cheating on me. Yes. Okay. I think that is, people, it with, is it with Bessie? Yes. Dave had an old friend. <laughs> I'm still friends. Sorry. Yes. But it's before me, and I'm jealous. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I think that people should treat their lives as a business, and what I mean by that is, I, I think a lot of employees have a very uh, skewed mindset in the fact that they have like this guaranteed job, right? Mm-hmm. But your job's only as guaranteed as your performance. Um, if you increase your performance, you'll increase your opportunities. Uh, if you increase your opportunities, you'll increase your income, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and also at the same time, you can go be self-employed and kind of do that whole same thing. Second thing is uh, this whole idea. So was of, that actually financial advice, though? That's why I said I'm fucking cheating. Okay. Okay? I cheated. It okay. helps achieve the financial. Okay. All right? Um, other thing is is that this he's, whole, he's reading this off a piece of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not making this up. This is, this is somebody <laughs> It's from his words. book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe that... Uh, I believe if, when properly set up, I have no doubt in my mind that somebody uh, even working a minimum wage job, again, that's properly set up, starting fresh, okay, could probably save about 400 bucks a month. You start saving 400 bucks a month at the age of 19, 18, um, you're probably going to be a millionaire by the time you retire, right? Uh, the problem that happens is that life happens, you know, you, 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 you get, want things. You get the apartment, you get the car, you get the cell phones, you get this, you get that, you get married, you have kids, blah, 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 blah. And $400 is a ridiculously large amount of money to save if you're only making minimum wage, let's say, right? But if you start off fresh at the very beginning, um, you'll achieve what you want to achieve. I forget who told me this, but their son did this. Yep. Uh, And their son treated every time. They got to like a, if they got to a thousand, for instance, they saved money. They went to a thousand dollars. Yeah, they treated it as a new zero, mm. which is an easy thing to think of allowed and a very hard thing to do in practice. Totally. Um, but then they, when they got to ten thousand, they treated ten as a new zero, and they were a very young age with more savings than than anyone really has. Yeah, just because of a funny little rule that they had. You know what? I, I listened to a very, very interesting podcast. I may or may not have produced it, um, but uh, it was talking about <laughs> how. Uh, I like how you said the word "produce." Like you do a lot. I do do a lot. Yeah, I it- said I said do do. Uh, <laughs> I run a company. Everybody. Uh, okay, so long story short. Um, this whole idea of if you put $15,000 away when your child is born, by the time they retire, they will be a millionaire. 15 grand. That's good, man. The way that you like finished the last word and looked at me, it was as if I was going to have my mind was literally going to explode. Yeah, it should. <laughs> it should explode. That's, 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 that's amazing. It just right. shows the power. How much time do we have? Okay, well, we started 10 minutes late this goes for up to an hour and a half so we're gonna finish in 40 minutes okay so i got a question we don't have to finish in 40 minutes okay yeah Yeah. it doesn't take me that long (laughs) um i run a mortgage brokerage company yep Uh, you run a debt consolidation company Mm -hmm. who do you think would better run each other's company Mm. Mm. yeah okay assuming that we each know the technical knowledge yeah I think I could run them both. Okay, no, no. <laughs> who could do it both? <laughs> who, better, better, sorry. Who could do it better? Yeah. Do you think I could run your company better or do you think you could run my company better? 
Because we have different skill sets in our company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we're good where we're at. <laughs> okay. No, but okay. Well, let's just dissect this for a second. All right. I'll tell you. I'll so, tell so you. How about, we, how about we take a turn? I say you tell me what, what you, why you think that I couldn't run your company, and, we'll do, and I'll do the same. Because um, uh, in my industry, um, 80% of the job is exceptions and understanding and, and taking unique situations. And uh, I have daily meetings with my consultants, and I'm here five days a week. <laughs> okay, so attendance. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, because I was like, you think I can't figure out problem solving? But no, you say I don't show up. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm way less insulted by the not showing up part than when I thought you thought I couldn't problem solve something. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, listen here, you fucker. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. 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 All right. Um, no, you have to tell me why I can't do it. I just did. Is that the only reason? Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Attendance. I think it's largely has <laughs> attendance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I honestly, honestly, and I've shared this with you before, I think your biggest flaw, and this has been for fucking ever, okay, uh, and it's gotten way better, don't get me wrong, gotten way better, uh, has been the time that you actually put in. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I could accomplish a lot more if I wanted to. Yeah, and I think you create a lot of the own, the, your own problems. Yeah. Because of attendance. Um, okay all right well um anyway it was nice to have a podcast with you i have to go because i don't know i was here too long you're gonna cry <laughs> yeah okay. okay do you think you can run my company well um i if if i had the technical knowledge i think i would i i do it different um well i don't think much different than you're doing it now i would have done it differently than you did it in the past yeah but you live and you learn right yeah that's all I think you'd be good in mine. I think that you would uh, p- potentially need more leads. Sure. Yeah, because I think I could probably. Uh, I'm, I'm not good at sales at all. Yeah. Like, period. No offense. I think from a sales standpoint, I, I need less leads. But I think totally. you could, I think from the from the, the the mathematical put it in and the level of speed that you can call someone. Totally. I think you could do it. Yeah. 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 I think I I am uh, uh, lazier, but have more. Kind of raw sales ability. Sure. Yeah. I, 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 which is which is this, this is a problem. I and it's uh, hurt me for my whole life. Sure. I am very good at winging things. Yeah. You put me in something, I can wing it. You want me to go do a presentation in front of fifty people? No problem. Give me ten minutes, I'll figure it out. Um, me knowing I can do that has really helped me back in life. Totally. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree. And and I, I we we've talked about this before. Like if you if you just dedicated like a full eight hour day, five days a week, like imagine what you could accomplish. <laughs> don't, don't even say that. Like people are gonna think I work three hours a week. I got my kids two days. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta figure it out. Yeah. You got you whatever. Got <laughs> I, I got Michaela and Brenda. We're good. <laughs> no, but but honestly, like from from my side of things now. The job is much more management style, managing people. Um, I don't see many clients anymore. Um, my problem is, is that uh, my company right now, the way it's set up, mm-hmm. operates at a pretty good level. Sure, yeah. And if I put pedal to the metal, I could increase it, I think, fairly easily um, uh, 30 to 50%. Yeah, I, I think that I think that the way your company's set up now, you have much larger margins than I do. Yeah, so I think that 
I could increase it quite uh, very high uh, with just me putting an effort into so this. Is not necessarily money in. It's just, no, it's just, it's just time and effort. Time yeah, and effort. Absolutely, um, I agree with you. But my problem is is how bored I am. Yeah. So like you look at it, my uh, what I, I think the most important thing for people to realize is what motivates them. Um, and it's something that I wish I knew earlier, but what no- motivated me right or wrong is fear. I get, if you see me, if I think I'm going to have a bad sales week or something like that, I, I figure it out. Mm. I can get sales. And then when I think I'm doing good, I kind of relax and I, I have this kind of up and down wave thing that I, I do. It's fantastic. Um, cause I get paid about a month after I do something. So I don't know that it's bad until it's bad. It's better now because I track things. Um, but, uh, anyways, there's ups and there's downs. So yep. from a motivation standpoint, you look at my problem, I, I guess, is that I, I can put this much effort into something, but I have, but it, it's kind of boring. So then I keep thinking, what else could I do that is fun? Could be more time, uh, like it could actually more exciting to do. So it used to be that we spent a lot of time or I spent a lot of time finding a stuff to try to buy. Sure. Because uh, it was fun to me. Sure. It's exciting. It's something we didn't do before. Yeah. And I found tax sales, something we didn't do before. Uh, and then it kind of just changes to, to a different thing. It's like, okay, what can we do creative? Mm-hmm. And what's something that we haven't done before that we think we can? Yep. And I have a, uh, and, 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 and I think, I, I wish uh, everyone has this. Um, I think that I can do things. Yeah. Um, so because I think I can do things, it makes this kind of endless possibility thing when it comes to business. You know, it's, uh, that's, that's interesting. I, I talk uh, to my father a lot about this, actually, um, in the sense that I don't believe in failure. Uh, I believe in learning. I believe that there's lots of learning opportunities, a whole lot of learning opportunities, but I don't believe in failure. Um, I, I, I think there was failure when you didn't show up to my party, but I'll continue. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> learning opportunity. You learn that I'm a spaz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that a lot of people very much fear failure as if it matters. Yeah. Well, fa- failure doesn't matter. Like, what what are you going to fail about if you if you want to make more money and you and you go apply for a job, let's say that's going to pay you you know thirty percent more than you are right now. Like, what's the worst case scenario that you're going to be exactly where you are now? Yeah. Right. Um, and so I think that people highly overestimate the risks of, of of taking the steps necessary to achieve what they want to achieve, right? Or they just don't go through the exercise of actually running through things. There's a little bit of this fear thing. No, that's too risky. And you're like, okay, it's only risky because you haven't thought about it. it it's, yeah, you're right. It's only risky because you haven't thought about it. And it's only risky because of your perceived risk tolerances of it all, right? Yeah, but even perceived, there's something called calculated risk. So totally. you 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 do a simple thing of buying a property. Those things can go wrong with the property. There could be repairs. Totally. There could be vacancies. You could need someone to manage it if you're busy. Uh, those are things that you can think about ahead of time. And the more kind of troubleshooting, worst case scenario stuff you do up front, you can you can kind of be prepared for everything. It doesn't mean it takes away all the risk, uh, but it does mean that it takes away some, and you're more prepared for things that can happen. So like if you have like buying a property, for instance, um, you want to have money away for maintenance. Yeah. And you're going to put 10% uh, every month. Okay. So that strategy is only good a year from now. Yeah. Maybe longer when you actually have a bit of a, a nest egg built up. 
so the principle there of preparing that way isn't perfect. Um, but you're still getting used to it making less money. You're still getting used to handling it, that type of stuff. Uh, so you, you can calculate risk. And I, and I think that, uh, in general, a lot of people don't calculate risk. They, they get, there's no, it's risky and they stop. And if they took a few steps to actually walk through it or talk to a buddy about it or something like that, yeah. you'd be surprised. And, and I think talk about real estate specifically, right? Like, there's so many ways to hedge hedge risk, right? Like, say you got a cash flowing property, doesn't cash flow that much, you don't have a contingency fund for repairs, right? Call up a bunch of handymen and say, "Hey, I've got this deal. Uh, if repairs come up, will you do an equity split with me?" You know, if you get into a bind where you can't afford repairs, and it's the question of whether you lose the property or give away half your profits, but still have something that's there. Yeah. Like, you know, like there's all these creative little ways that... Uh, that or if you, you want to start a problems. business, you don't necessarily have to get that storefront up front. Oh, oh man. Starting businesses, I will tell you that um, I think... And I, I didn't listen to my own advice here, okay? Um, because I think there's multiple different ways to, to skin the cat, as they say, which is horrible. I think finance is a little tough with, with scaling. Yeah, but, you know, I think a lot of people have this outlandish dream that they can just start something and it's instantly going to be busy. Right, so if you have a hobby business, say you're a carpenter, let's say, and you just like yeah, my friend Derek's friend uh, uh, makes custom hats. Sure, he's making that out of his house. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so he starts making custom hats. He figures out, hey, these custom hats actually sell. All right, cool. Maybe I can um, scale this up from then after you've proven the model. So how do you scale it up? Maybe you hire somebody to help you put more together and see if you, that scales. Okay, well now you know if you hire one person, you can make more. Okay, cool. Um, maybe I can hire two people and you might still be in your freaking garage at this point in time, right? Okay. Okay. Now you've got, you, you, you're, you're maybe selling 10 grand a month of stuff. You're hiring people part-time It's costing you two grand a month to have hire part-time. You're making a really good income. Okay. Well then you scale it up. But what people do, they don't do this. They say, Oh, I've got a hat. They've never fucking sold a hat in their life. Yeah. Right. They're like, man, this hat's going to sell. I know because I asked my friends and family and they think this hat's awesome. The friends and family didn't pay for fuck all, yeah. right? And then they're like, okay, I'm going to get a manufacturing warehouse. I'm going to go to China. I'm going to see where it can be made. I'm going to invest a hundred grand, and then it just doesn't sell, and they're at a hundred. Yeah, so my friend Derek's um, friend Ben, he started making it out of his garage, and then he started selling it, and then he now got a storefront. So that was the way of kind of slowly scaling it up. Um, I say storage front, uh, uh, storefront. I don't know if he actually has frontage. I think he just got a new facility. Um, but you're right. Starting a business can be very expensive. Uh, it also can be cheap. Uh, the problem with the inexpensive way versus the expensive way is sometimes how quickly things can take off. Yeah. But again, that's a risk thing. It's no different than investments. There's a, a risky investment you think is going to make more money. Uh, yeah, you can go for it, and there might be good, it might be bad. Sure. It's the same thing with business. You came in on business and you put a bunch of stuff. You put all your money into it. You were putting a ton of money on on and, and, and ads, and you were just you were really going for it. Um, and, and, and this and, goes and this goes to the thing of of fear of failure. Like in my mind, I wasn't not going to achieve it. Yeah. And I don't think people should start the business the way I did. You got to realize I came into a pre existing model that I know works. So it's a, yeah, it's a lot different. But on my standpoint, where I did the opposite. Right, just floated around until people got to know me. Yeah, but I think that I think there's a big difference in between starting small, slow, and steady, and um, and 
the effort you put into your slow and steady. I think if you do it at home and you make hats, like nobody's freaking business. Yeah, no, you're right. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, because when I started, uh, it was, uh, I didn't work very much. Yeah, but, and again, I, th- I think that a lot of people fall into this trap because I think entrepreneurship, uh, commission-based sales, uh, work for yourself, work from home, all these things sell a dream of choosing your own hours. But in reality, I, I don't know a single um, successful business owner, entrepreneur, whatever you want to call them, that works less than somebody who's employed. Yeah. I don't know a single one. And even yeah. even the people that are like, quote unquote, have made it or retired or something like that, they're still working tremendous hours. Well, like, it's you, just different. You use me as a comparison because we laugh. I don't come to the office a lot. Sure. It, do, it doesn't change the fact that in the morning there's messages and then throughout the day and then at night there's messages. Absolutely. Like it, it, it never ends. So for, totally. the, for the people that think that you can really, the thing if you want to be an entrepreneur, I think what you got to realize is nine to five is um, it can be a goal. Um, but yeah, especially when you're starting off and you're kind of a generalist. Yeah, but um, the goal can't the goal can't be at the beginning. If if anyone wants to succeed, I think that they have to now think of every single waking minute that they have has to be business focused. Depending not, on not, not even that, you have to not. You can't afford to let clients try to bend to you necessarily in the beginning. That's a tough one because ah yes. When I had started making clients come to me, there was a certain respect thing. Um, but when you start off. You could you can lose sales that way, and I may have lost sales the way that I did it, but I just didn't care the same way. You come to me, I'm not going to drive to you. I'm not going to waste the time driving that type of stuff. Yeah, and part of it is because I was so young. If I went to someone's kitchen, they just thought I was a, a kid. They come to my office, they just re, they, re, they treated me a little bit differently. Um, but there would have been people that I that didn't meet with me because I asked them to drive and come to me versus people that go to their house. Um, so when you're starting off, you got to not only put a lot of hours in, but you kind of have to, in my mind, just do what you got to do. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, like I had to meet someone at McDonald's once. It was embarrassing when I started out, but I, I made the sale. Okay. So Dave's still putting out his fire. Yeah, I think the fire's put out. That's good. Um, so no, I, I, I completely agree. I think that the fundamental, um, on, honestly, if, if, and we've talked about this before, right? I think if I had somebody brand new in business, and I honestly don't care what business it is, it could be nearly anything except for like manufacturing. I know fuck all about manufacturing. Basically, anything that is commission based or sales based, human to human, I think I could successfully coach somebody to be very, very successful at what they've done um, if they would just actually listen to what I'm telling them. So, I was going to summarize what Dave said. Yeah. Okay. So, Dave said if you listen to him, all of your wildest dreams will come true. Not to be cocky, but yeah, I think so. Oh my god, I, I, I yeah, disagree. You think so? Yeah. Well, I think I think the real problem because is I, people wouldn't listen to me. No, because I think you don't care about work life balance uh, the same way that people care about it. So I think what you think <laughs> someone should do. Okay, yeah, that's that's super true. Yeah. So yeah, if, yeah. if you want someone just to do only their business, I think yeah, you have good advice. Yeah. I, I, I think I think you're very correct there. I think if somebody's goal is well, here's the thing though, and, and again, we've talked about this before. I don't believe in not having work life balance. I believe in working as hard as you can to achieve what you actually want to achieve. Yeah, but you don't really have a hobby. Yeah, I solve Ruby's cubes. No, that's not a hobby. That's a fidget. <laughs> yeah, it's <yeah>, just a <laughs> fidget. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But my my hobby is my business. I, I thoroughly yeah, enjoy it, working it, it, on my business. I know, but 
but a hobby is not a business because yeah, that's not what the word is. So. I, I understand this, but the, that, that people self-impose definitions of what it is, right? Okay. But if I truly enjoy doing something, why why is it being contested? Okay, but you could, <laughs> okay, okay, but again, you don't have a hobby. Okay, what would the hobby be if you had one? I, I, I honestly, I just like I just. You know what it would be? It would be making more business, trying out new things, producing new products. Like I'm in the process now of okay. doing so like a whole brand so like for consulting. my book. Maybe, yeah. So what would stop you from doing that then? Like right now? Yeah. Opportunity cost. What else could I do with that time? Okay. So then when does making money um, dip into fun? So you might have more fun doing the side project that makes you less money, but then there's opportunity costs of you taking more time and away from your current business. At one point, does your business make enough money that fun matters? Um, it's when it can get to a point where uh, I reach my goals, which is where it operates, where it can operate without me. Okay. So do you think that that's something that would be a, a growing thing? Or do you, do you think that that, that goal keeps changing as you keep changing. Hi, the, 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 the goalpost keeps moving, man. Okay. So it'll, that, it'll, it'll, oh, never, oh, it'll never end. Okay, then, so then what point, like, so then why, when does fun play in with you? Well, the thing is, that assumes that I don't have fun with work. Okay, I know, but it doesn't mean there's not funner things. I don't necessarily I know mean very, there's I know, funner things. I know for a fact. Hey, I would, you, love to, I would love to sit there and, and freaking drive fast cars all the time. I don't even know if that's true. Okay. No, absolutely is true, right? Um, I would love to drive fast cars all the time. It's it's just what would I rather do? Um, drive fast cars all the time or once in a while and do business, right? Well, of course it would be okay. once in a while. Okay, but when's the last time you drove a fast car? Uh, I drive one every day. Dude. No, no, no. So your 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 scenario where yeah, you said sure. would I drive fast cars all the time or work all the time or do it once in a while and work? Sure. You don't do it once in a while. Yeah, because it's just an example. Uh, no, right? no, I think but, it'd be fun. Yeah, but that was the way you were trying to show it to people. Sure. That you, you know, moderation. Okay, but no, sure. You only work. Yes. And you don't drive the fast car. Yes. So what would make it so you actually think it's worth driving the fast car? I Honestly, I, I, I can't envision a moment because then I have this whole idea of value versus benefit and reward. And I don't think the cost of the fast car is worth the fun it it. it provides and brings okay but what i don't think you'll know that until you're in it but i have been in it okay when, when was that uh did you have like a race car dave i i used to own a pretty pretty fast car yeah the car that uh yeah what doesn't didn't the door not stay open no everything was a fine on it it was a 92 honda civic si with a prelude si motor dropped into it um it was stripped internally so that it weighed nothing uh, and you could be driving 120 down the highway and drop it into third gear and like almost immediately be up to like 180. So I, I've done the fast car thing. I, I, yeah. Okay. Okay. But I'm just, okay. Again, though, because you're nitpicking. I'm not nitpicking. So what, what I'm trying to say is, is you're trying to, um, your belief is that um, work can't, I'm not saying you believe that work can't be fun. What I believe you're saying is that uh, in your mind, work can't be what achieves happiness no because work work is a definitely an element of my happiness but work is is very much a thing that is a means to an end it pays for the things uh and i'm not saying and i know for a fact that work brings you more kind of complete joy than it brings me sure um but i do think that maybe you're missing out on some things 
because you can't stand the concept of not being optimal in work. So, so I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, um, what, uh, Robin and I are somewhat working towards now is, uh, <laughs> is this whole concept of having a weekend cottage to go to, right? Um, something within two hours that we can go to and come back from that where it's not like completely way outside of, of, of the realm of possibility. Um, so when does that make sense? Well, whenever whenever it happens, right? It would be cool to have it right now. But here's the th- the thing too is I realize, um, and I th- we both have this this curse. Okay, we both think. Okay, uh, we both think that um, life uh, is very short. Yeah, we both we both think that just by the nature of our actions, we need things today, not tomorrow. Because hey, man, right? Um, also, it's just the way the wealth is accumulated too. Yeah. If you if the, the the problem with oh wait until you're more established to do something is that let's just say a property for instance it takes 25 years to pay off a property. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I buy something right now it's not going to be paid off until I'm 54. Yeah. Um, versus if I wait until I'm 50, which is maybe a better time to do it from a financial standpoint from like spending money. Sure. Then it's not paid off till you're 75. So and 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 so this is the exact thing, right? Is that I think that. Uh, a lot of that plays into Ooh. our um, into our mindset because very you know, much so. Robin and I were talking about this the other day. You know, it would be very very fun to have a cottage that uh, you know has water front views and hills and stuff. This all happened after driving to Cape Breton. And not all happened because of Cape Breton, but primarily like where we want to. Yeah, because you, you want to um, have a cottage in Sydney. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! Seriously, it's gorgeous, dude. Most beautiful place in Canada. I've been every single province except for Newfoundland. Um, so that's where that, that that's coming from. Um, but and then I look at it and I go, okay, you know, I can go and buy something that um, is. Uh, so I could go right now and buy something that, you know, is good. Probably requires a little bit of work, right? Uh, but then the opportunity cost of what I could do with that money inside of the business, which was um, what it was actually intended for to begin with, right? Um, or I could, you know, wait five years and then just just go buy what I want that doesn't require work. Unless five years from now, there's more opportunity costs you just didn't know of. Well, and this that's is the, the thing that's with the problem the, with that theory. And this is what the the thing with the moving goalposts, right? Is that I think that in my mind, just because my goalpost moves doesn't mean my dreams haven't moved as well or that yeah. I'm unhappy. I know that I'm 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 an exception to this rule because you know, for example. Uh, uh, Robin, uh, you know, ever since we've got together, the whole goal was to go on a vacation, right? Um, but just, you know, business starts, business didn't do as well as it was originally planned to. Business did good, business got really busy, so now we don't have time to go on vacation. Then you hire people and then blah, 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 and there's always a reason to not do a vacation. Um, you know, Robin sees that as a very negative thing, right? Like, hey, we haven't taken a vacation. She understands why. It's not like she's like super pissed. Well, but The problem of it too, and I, I, I think we're both the same way, is that a vacation is kind of stressful sometimes. Yeah, and we talked about this on the last episode. First of all, going on vacation as a self-employed individual costs a fucking fortune. Yeah, so like when, when someone says, oh, I want to go on a vacation, they think it's a nice concept. It's like, oh yeah, you need a vacation. You're like, oh, that's hell. Yeah. It's like, I'd much rather go to work. Yeah. Um, so the, I think that's part of it too, is that your natural reaction, oh, you want to go on a vacation? You're just like, uh, well, and then here's uh, another thing no. too, right? And everybody has their own like definition of a vacation. So this weekend we went and we did a whole bunch of stuff and we went and saw things and all this type of stuff. Right. Um, 
as as fun as I had, and, and honestly, my fun was more so uh, my kids' fun. Quite honestly, and that's and that's kind of what it turned into. And, is, and I think that gets better too as they go older. I, I think so too, man. Right? Um, but like from a vacation standpoint, um, again, it was fun, but it wasn't like my dream vacation. What I would like to do is literally do fucking nothing, sit down and just drink. I, I think it'd <laughs> right be fun. Uh, I think uh, me and you would have fun on. Yeah, uh, eh, eh. you might not like it because of crowds. What you get it? weird about crowds? Like a cruise. So I'm okay with the cruise. Yeah. I'm okay with the cruise. I think cruise would be fun. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. And you just have everything there. You're chilling. Yeah. So this is the thing, right? That's my definition of, of fun as well is sit down, relax, really not have to think about something. The most, the most relaxed feeling that I get in a year is typically um, Christmas vacations because it usually it lasts like a week and a half or whatever. And, and things truly shut down at Christmas. This is just it, right? There's no client inquiries. It's, it's not your choice either. No, it's like, it, it's it really not. shuts down. It really does. I get like a I get a kick for a Christmas house, yeah. but it stops. Yeah, like as soon as Christmas Eve hits, it stops. And, but and, right and, right up until Christmas Eve, it's a little bonkers. And then and not only that, like people don't have the expectation that you should even be reaching out, right? Um, well, that was the funny thing when I had um, uh, my babies. Um, oh yeah, that was the best excuse in the world for you. Okay, it, it, it was. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. mean it in a negative way. I just mean it like it's literally an excuse that that you need because yeah, it's intense. Uh, but it doesn't change that people left. Yeah. So that was the funny thing. At Christmas time, I think there's you'll probably lose less clients. Hey, I'm off for a week. Okay, cool. I'll wait. Versus, I'm having a baby. I'll get back to you. And they're okay. We're going to go someplace else. Um, so that's another thing about vacations too. Um, there's the cost of actually um, having someone that you're paying for. Um, okay, Dave's reading the email. And I got distracted. This again. is great. I just got an email. It's probably saved me like three hundred dollars a month. That's good. Yeah, it's great. Found it. Bam. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can we harmonize? Yeah. Uh, oh, my voice didn't oh, go. Oh no! It's so that's the problem with a deep voice. Sometimes I can't go high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it didn't even work. <laughs> anyway, um, what we're talking about? Uh, was, uh, the vacation thing is you, yes. you, you do. Uh, you got to pay somebody, and then there's what you kind of opportunity loss of not doing things. But what one thing that I don't think people realize, and it kind of is the opportunity cost of not doing things. Uh, uh, people uh, do not want to wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, hey, I'm off for a week. I'm gonna have a vacation. They go, oh, enjoy your vacation. I'm gonna go someplace else. Yeah, uh, I think there's this loyalty thing that people f- think exists, and in some cases it does, but in a lot of cases, people just want what they want. Yeah, that that loyalty exists for people that are above the age of fifty. Yeah. Um, I, I, I maybe I'm generalizing and stereotyping, but, um, in my experience, and and I base it off my own personal experience, um. I need a plumber to come to my house. Uh, I call a plumbing company. I get the voicemail. I leave a voicemail. What do I immediately do after that? Call the next plumbing company. Guess what? A plumber answers the phone. Hey, great. Can you come tomorrow? Oh, sounds good. The next plumbing company calls me back. Sorry, I already found someone. Yeah. Right? Um, that's, that's what me with, uh, there's a funny question that happens. Somebody calls me and they go, what are your interest rates? <laughs> uh, and I'm a little difficult with that question because it depends. Yeah. I don't want to just quote something because it might not apply. So then I start kind of asking too many questions. They get a little annoyed and then they leave. I don't think I've ever got a client from that phone call. And that phone call happens quite a bit. Sure. People call, what are your interest rates? Uh, and I think what I'm supposed to do is just quote one. But I can't. It's just against my nature. Yeah. it's it's And, and I think we both have this quality. Like I am not going to 
jeopardize my reputation and my ethics and my morals to get a client. Yeah. Like I just can't I just can't do it, right? And in your world, you also yeah. need to be a professional. So what if you're wrong? But, that, but that's you not what that's not what people want. People want like the bank thing where they get the advertisement that they can get, you know, 1.78% or whatever the fuck it is, but the reality is his buddy's got shit credit and is going to get a rate of nothing because they can't qualify. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? And it's just not it's just not right to mislead people like that, right? And yeah, you might get the sale because you'll you'll string them along and then you know slam it to them later. Oh, hey, sorry, this won't work because X, Y, and Z. Um, but they won't come back. No, they won't they come back. They'll be pissed off. Yeah, there was, there was an expression. I, I don't know the actual expression, but they says they don't know what you, people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made you feel. Totally. Uh, and that's very much that one. Yeah. There are clients that I take on, which there is a low percentage chance that I'm going to be successful on, and I've been battling for this one for a long time. So somebody comes in and there's a 10% chance they're going to get approved. Uh, my nature is I'm going to try. Totally. Okay. Um, so those clients often can't get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the realtor's mad at me. Sometimes the lawyer's mad at me. The client's mad at me. So then you take this opportunity for someone that statistically was not going to get a mortgage, but it was worth a shot. And you told them that. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like they don't know this stuff. Right? Yeah, I tell them, but it doesn't change that they get their hopes up. Totally. And then And then... Just because I tell a client something doesn't mean that's what they tell the realtor and all that different stuff. Yeah. So I have hurt my reputation more times by trying things that other people didn't want to try, uh, which in in theory, it would have been better for me to say it's not worth my time. Totally. But uh, my morals <laughs> is that, oh, okay, uh, uh, yeah, the underdog story, I'm down. Yeah. Let's yeah. give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've hurt my reputation because of it. And that's a tough one that I still to this day don't know what to do other than I'm just going to continue trying uh, and try to set expectations. Uh, but, uh, man, it, it, I've lost relationships with, like, realtors and stuff like that because of it. No, I, I completely get it, man. Dude, we're almost at an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. This is insane. So, everybody, uh, thanks for watching. Uh, give uh, Sarah a shout-out. Yeah. Um, hey, Sarah, thanks for coming. Sorry I kicked you out of the seat. I was a little testy you about were. how you felt about Dave. <laughs> she she went deeper into it yeah she did yeah i was like why do you like dave better and she's like his hair is so flat yeah yeah did you know that i used to have a flat top really like a legit flat top yeah oh can i see pictures i don't know but i'll try to find one okay is it on your secret facebook page that you uh you pretend you don't have i i don't have it it's deactivated i, I know can. but you could always activate facebook I can, I you can. can't get rid of it i can i know yeah yeah okay all right for anyone that wants to know uh, Dave will send out his deactivated Facebook page uh, with his pictures. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, watch us on uh, YouTube and all the, the uh, all the podcast stuff. Yeah, and sorry for the last episode being late. Yeah, nobody's watching. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> all right, stay class, everybody. Cheers, everyone. Beers with Dave.